I don't think I've ever heard pedophilia and necrophilia all in the same Slater. to get ripped off by guys like that you come with me i'm at the plaza hotel you're welcome you're all welcome enjoy bang bang <laughs> bang bang <laughs> well welcome and thanks for joining us again on the bad boys podcast where we randomly rent on all things movies episode 245 is coming at you i am your host fonzo aka mike lowry joining me as always harley aka marcus burnett and I'm over here, Tony, aka MCP. That's right. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, you know, just uh, fighting know. off that bronchitis. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got the bronchitis. He got the bronchitis. I'm coming off sickness. Uh, I remember last week you were saying your whole family was sick. Yeah, yeah, right? we all were sick, and and this weekend everybody seemed a little. Everybody seemed, for the most part, better. Mazzy's still fighting the cold, but you know the kids that are going to school every day, they're just always fighting a cold in the wintertime up here. Um, yeah. And I'm just about over it. I'm I'm ninety percent. So I've been uh, just coughing up the last of the green shit. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm just glad Christopher Walken got to join us for a little cameo. That was awesome. Thank you. Sir. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, now I'm fighting the cold. Like Sunday, I was cool. I'm just go right into our weekends real quick. On yeah. Sunday, um, our neighbor Sammy. It was her birthday, and. Uh, Sunday playoffs, football was going on too at the same time. So, like, all the adults were watching the game, kids playing outside in the bouncy house. Mm-hmm. All Sunday, I was fine. Um, and what a crazy game that was, by the way. Green Bay Seattle, that was nuts. Um, um, but we were cool. Um, the babies, they were, they were, they weren't feeling so good. Um, Amy's mom was watching them. And then, and then on Sunday, man, everybody was sick, man. We were just miserable. Everyone. I, I had the the chills and I was sweating and I was cold and my head hurt and, and it, I'd still linger on. You got the flu. Yeah, I got the flu. Everyone, everyone had the flu. The crew was just yeah. lying there. He couldn't do anything. He was burning up. Yeah. I was like, uh, we all had like a hundred temperature. Amy was feeling like crap. Um, and that uh, so, oh, I said that Sunday. Sorry, Monday. Did I say Sunday? Yeah, Monday is when uh, everybody MLK was just. Day. Yeah. We did nothing. We just hung out and did nothing. And then today, same. Um, luckily, I'm off tomorrow as well. So I'm going to get one more day to rest good. since I have Martha Luth Falls on Monday. It's my day off. They give it to me on Wednesday. Oh. Um, so a four-day weekend. And I'm needed too because I needed one more day to rest. But, um, yeah, so just, oh, man, Sunday, Monday was just oh, miserable. Babies are crying, and they just, you know, they can't handle it really well. And uh, if I could cry like a baby, I would, you know, because <laughs> being sick just stinks. Poor little guy, crew can't do anything, and you know, and the mom and dad, they got to step up, man. They got to step to the plate, even though they're feeling like crap. But yeah, that's, you can do because they're they're helpless, man. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's you know, like, I've I been there, really done move, that. You know, you know yeah. I sit down, I get them some, and then uh, somebody else wants some, and I'm like, well, oh. the big yeah. problem is when they're babies like that, they don't, yeah. they can't predict when they're gonna vomit so it's like you gotta walk around them with a fucking bucket yeah. otherwise they'd be vomiting i just put the bucket the around their neck and shit yeah <laughs> the neck, so it's just hanging off like right by the like chin like a cone just a what a cone yeah and all oh, the cone would be gross it just it would stay it would hang in there i go look down and go now at one point crew said he wanted to 
puke in the fucking bucket, but he never did, luckily. So, but you're right. It's like uh, I remember one time he was laying in bed and uh, just like exorcist, nothing, no, yep. no hints, no warning, yep. no warning, just lying there, and then, <laughs> like, oh shit, yeah. And I was like, I've, I've literally seen him like sit upright and then just vomit on their stomach, like they're possessed, literally, huh? They just get up, they just move <laughs> like, around, like, the, and I'm like, all of a sudden oh! they're on the ceiling, they're like, what the fuck? How'd you get up there? It's just a projection. It's like a kid holding a water hose, like a fireman's water hose, and yeah. they, it's just lifting them. Swinging them everywhere in the air. That's what it was like. <coughs> oh man! But uh, but it was cool on um on uh Saturday and Friday at work. I had met this woman, a customer of ours. She um she's this old uh she's an older woman, but she she collects old vintage um movie posters. And when I walked in, I saw a bunch of them hanging on the wall, and I was like, oh, "Be still, my heart!" I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at these!" She had like the brain would not die, and it came from outer space, and just like old fifties ones, you know, that are probably worth a lot. And then she's like, "Oh yeah, come in this room. I got a bunch more." And I'm, look- I'm looking in there, and I'm like, oh. "She had tons of them too." And uh, and nobody makes um, cool cooler posters than horror flicks, you know. What I mean, yeah. some can rival like the ones like the Bond ones from seven, you know, and the Star Wars painting ones, you know, that the forget the artist his name skips me right now but oh is it one artist did a lot of them yeah and he's coming out of retirement to do the new star wars episode seven too which is wow, pretty rad yeah out. yeah it's pretty rad um so we're, we start talking she's like hey can you fix this problem like, yeah yeah and then she's like here here's this box take a look in here and see see if you find anything you like i'm like what so i start i'm like all right you know and uh so i'm going through them go through them and fucking if i did not open up a revenge of the ninja poster and that's oh, and not just any ninja poster, but the one as a kid that I I, I Tony, oh, if you can like look up one real quick and post it on Skype so Harley can see it. Um, it's like I just love this image of this of this poster, and I, and it's a one sheet poster, not just a regular. It's a twenty eight by forty one, so it's like legit numbered. You know, Harley, it's oh, like legit. Oh, yeah, oh, so it it's like? it's a one sheet, and. Um, and it's a ninja just doing a fucking jump kick, but he's like in the middle. Like, I, as a kid, I thought it was the coolest image ever. You look at it now, like, what the fuck's he doing in space or in the air? <laughs> above, he's like flying in the air. He's got like a flamethrower as a weapon. He's throwing ninja stars. He's got this cool blade, and and the cover is just fucking amazing. But when I opened up that, I, I was like a little kid, dude. I was like, it just brought me back to my childhood. I'm like, cool. I can't well, believe. Remember, what was I the store in the sheet. mall that used to sell movie uh, and sold movies and. And in the back, there was posters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, one. Look at that gorgeous fucking thing. Isn't that badass? What was the name of that fucking store? Suncoast? Is that it? No, yeah. Suncoast was clothing. No, no, no. Suncoast was the... Oh, yeah, wait, wait. No, wait. Suncoast. Tony, it was Suncoast in the mall, right? Suncoast. Suncoast. Yeah, because they sold action figures, too, like collectibles. But it was all the way in the back. They had posters. No, you're right. Like... I'm, yeah, I just, I just Googled Suncoast. That's it. Boom. Uh, you know why I remember that? Because they were the most fucking expensive DVDs. It's like thirty dollars yeah. DVDs, twenty seven yeah. ninety nine. Go That's fuck right. yourself That's and right. double fuck yourself because they wouldn't fucking hire me. So go triple fuck yourself. Oh, you applied <laughs> for them. <laughs> Yo, it was a movie geek. Like how fucking perfect would it be for me working at a fucking video DVD store and they wouldn't fucking hire me? Fucking dicks. Like, I was in there all the time buying movies. I'm not buying yeah, movies. Because I'd go in there and look and never buy anything. You know why? Because they're so goddamn expensive. You know, Bruce you go to Sam Goody, Frank. same thing. So, yeah, fuck you, Suncoast. That's why, and guess what? That's why you're out of business, bitch. <laughs> bitch. So, 
So, um, <clears throat> Drew. Real motherfucking G's. <laughs> That's right. Real motherfucking G's. <laughs> For the listeners, uh, Drew Struzan is the name That's of the guy, the guy that's coming out of retirement. Thank you, Har- uh, Tony. Thank yeah, you no very much. That's what we do on the podcast. We drop some information. MCP hears it. It enters his database. <laughs> it's like his room turns into Matrix. It's all green. <sighs> Letters come out of the sky in his room, and then he fucking finds out. Thank you, sir. Because no I know people were wondering. They were listening like, thank you, Tony. <laughs> they appreciate MCP, and if they don't, I thank you a hundred times. So, But that's his name, yeah. And he's done other ones too, right, Tony? Did you read like an article or – Mm-hmm. He's done like any of those cool, like Indiana Jones ones too, right? Any of those rad paintings? You know what I'm talking about, Harley? All those cool, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there dude. was a, there was, you know, all like in the '80s and stuff. All the, the because you know, we look have at them like now, dude. YouTube trailers. Thing. You know, they didn't have like YouTube trailers to sell movies, so you had to sell a movie with a poster, and yeah. so they got really artistic with them and. And, uh, you know, this, I'm looking at the Revenge of the Ninja, and yeah, it's cool. He's like jumping over the city, and he's throwing his fucking little stars, and he's got the flare in one side, and it's like. Badass, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Dude, I opened that up, and I was like, if I could, if I could, if I could squeal like a fangirl, I'll probably squeal like then when I saw that. The thing. He's the the famous thing, the thing poster. Oh. Oh, with the guy, with the shatter in the face, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See? Another iconic one. And like I said, Horror ones are always the most iconic ones too, um, but not only that, I was able to get some more too. I got this poster called from the movie Death Ship. Um, Ghost Ship kind of bit them off big time, mm. um, so I got that. I got this movie called Eliminators. Look it up. Look up that poster, Tony. Eliminators. That movie. If it ain't fucking up there with uh, was that movie or boy Robert wanted us to watch all the time? Mega Force. Oh yeah, <laughs> it rivals up that one. I got The Entity, which is another badass horror movie, Dead and Buried, a Dan O'Bannon movie, the guy that wrote Aliens. Oh. Um, um, Nightcaller, um, Dead what? Heat with Joe Piscopo. Is this guy on so, a tank? Yeah, like no, his that's his leg, homie. No, he's not, he's not on a tank. He <laughs> is a tank. He is a he's tank. Like, he's like a Mega Man 2 bad guy or something, dude. Show me what? this picture. I gotta see Show this. me the picture. We're going to have Show to post these the on, the, on the site because everyone's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do that on Facebook right now. Um, um, ten minutes ago, we just talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> Listen in to find out. Let me see if that's the poster. That is it. Look at that poster. God damn! Straight out of the Terminator. What do you think about that? Look, it's even Kyle Reese over in the corner. <laughs> you got that. You got the guy on the left. He's a river rat. He's like you know. He's kind of like the Han Solo kind of smuggler, Indiana Jones type. You got the mandroid. You got the chick, the playboy chick, and the dude on the right, a fucking ninja. You goddamn right, because you need ninjas in the eighties. Goddamn. Right. There's even a little R two D two floating up. Yeah, in oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, a little yeah. flying one. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I if saw you look at the trailer, yeah. dude, it's pretty impressive for like a like a B movie like that. When it, when he's going up the stairs and stuff, and that tank thing, it's he he's fucking hauling ass. You're like, holy shit, dude! You can you, you guys were on top of your game for that this, movie. You know, this is uh, 1986. <laughs> yeah, you expect to see like some really shitty like. Like a little puppeteer, you know, like claymation, <laughs> like mm-hmm. filmed from far away. But no, nah, do you see him running around shooting stuff? And he's like going through like heavy terrain to, to get around. You're like, holy, it's just pretty impressive. So just be forewarned, we might be reviewing that movie in the, in the future. Yeah, why shouldn't this be homework? <laughs> <laughs> is it on Netflix? <laughs> but it is on YouTube. Oh, the whole movie is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um,. But, uh, yeah, and then I'm, now I'm just finally getting over it, um, the sickness. But uh, that was, like I said, that was just a little cool thing that happened to me. I got these cool one-sheet posters. Oh, and then I also got this, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 poster. 
but it's you can tell it's from like a video store because it's like um it, oh it's in Spanish too because it says it's like uh with subtitles in Spanish. <laughs> and then on the bottom it says now on VHS. You ever seen that cover? Which cover? Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I don't know. Okay, I'll look up that cover. Because on the DVD, on the, one of the DVDs it has just like big chainsaw. And then the other one has Dennis Hopper. But the original one, it's got to be one of the funniest fucking posts I've ever seen. I always thought it was so weird because the first one was so goddamn scary. And then they have this as the image for the second one, and I'm like, the fuck? This looks like a Sears family photo, like, with, like, Leatherface. And it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, you found it? Yeah, the one with, where there's, like, a... With Bill Mosley. like, a star shots. Yeah, you, you found it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I popped that shit up for Harley. <laughs> oh, man. It's like they went to Sears to take a family picture. Is it awesome? <laughs> you see it, Harley? After I was looking up the, uh, the Blues Eliminators. Is it's like such a Roger Corman flick. Uh, check that poster. Decade right. of Silence. The Buzz is back. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That one zombie just like chilling on the side. Like, what's up? <laughs> Look at Leatherface with the pump fist. Like, with a, and he's with a fucking bad suit on. Yeah. Well, look at Bill Mosley in the middle. Yeah. Chop top. Is that awesome? Yeah, that's funny. Like, like that's the movie. That's part two. Like, all right, I guess you're not want to be scary. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like the first one's like one of the scarier movies of all time, and then they... I'm, yeah, the, the, hello, here's this one. Have you guys seen the second one? I, I might not have. Oh, you guys should watch it. Dennis Hopper's in it. Yeah, Chop Top. Um, there's some, there's some quotes. Dead. I want to say there's a song from uh. There's one song that samples the shit out of Bill Mosley's character in the movie. I want to say that it's the Full Love of Criminals, but I can't remember. I remember somebody did. Oh, remember that? You guys ever hear, uh, Dogs Will Hunt? I think it's the beginning of that Primus song. Oh, maybe. I think it's like Winona Big, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. I think it was Primus hey, sampled it. Yeah, that's the name of the song. But anyways, I digress. So how was your guys' weekend? Mine was cool. Um, you know, we were getting over, everybody was getting over their cold, colds and stuff. So, and the weather was relatively nice. Um, we had a real nice, um, uh, I saw those pictures. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was the waterfall. Um, Tony's dropping samples. Did you hear it? No. Yeah. He he just yelled, Dog Will Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. Play it again. <laughs> Man, if that doesn't tease you to fucking watch that movie, huh? <laughs> I don't know what will. I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember just him saying he's got like this wire hanger that he that he uh, that he uh, has a little lighter and he burns the end of it and he and he and he scrapes the top of his head because he has a big like metal plate in his head. Yeah, and he and he uh, lights it and then he scratches it. And I remember like. Um, in the past, when you go to conventions, um, Bill Mosley would like he'd have like little pieces of metal like that he'd sign for you as chop top. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's another one. He says something too. There's another famous quote from it. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, sorry, you're you're saying? No, it's all good. So, yeah, we went out to Bernie Falls, which is where that pictures where those pictures were taken. Which is a really nice waterfalls, and uh, we went for a little hike, and uh, so that was cool. And then um, yesterday, before we took the girls home. Uh, we went for all four of us went for a bike ride, which was really cool because Mazzy 
in all her past experience riding bikes, had a difficult time getting going, getting started. I'd have to like push her. And, uh, this time was no, uh, was the same. Uh, but Chris was with her and she kind of helped her. And, um, and then all of a sudden Mazzy got it and she could start off. And so we went down to the park and we were riding. She was doing, she rode mile, excuse me. She rode for several miles. So that was really cool. And then nice. we all, we all rode back to the house from the park instead of, uh, the truck I had originally, you know, driven the, the bikes down to the park. And, um, and uh, it was really nice. It was cool to see Mazzy, you know, um, get the hang of something, you know, that learning curve. And and then she was like hauling ass and making like really tight turns and shit. And so I was like, yeah, this is awesome. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course she's got her helmet on. She got a little motorcycle gloves on and, and, oh, nice. uh, yeah. So that was really fun. That was really cool. So, um, I'm always looking for something to get us out of the house doing stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, we, we, we started that rule a couple months ago from, you know, from 11 in the morning to five o'clock at night, five or six at night, there's no computer, there's no technology. So you got to find something else to do unless we're all dying of the cold or, you know, we're totally deathly sick. Then, then, you know, I'm making an exception to the rule, but for the most part, every, every weekend and every day they're here, you know, mm-hmm. From those, you know, six, seven hours, you, you don't get to hang out on the computer, you know, cause if you mm-hmm. don't, the kids will do it. They'll just sit on there all goddamn day long, you know, between Netflix and their video games, their little friv. And, and fortunately, there's plenty of, you know, age appropriate stuff for them. Um, you know, and Mazzy can play with it for hours, et cetera, et cetera. So, but, um, it's good to keep them off. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was really fun with the bicycle thing because it, it was something all four of us got to do. Right. All four of us had fun doing it. And, um, and Chris really likes to hang out with your kids too, which is really helpful. Oh, yeah. yeah she loves the girls. Absolutely. Yeah. So lick uh, my plate, you dog dick. Hey, that's the other quote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I wasn't telling you that. I was just saying, yeah. I, fa- I found the other quote. Gotcha. <laughs> you knew that, right, MCP? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was my weekend. <laughs> All right. Lick my plate, you dog dick. Shit. Yes. Tony, right on cue, my friend. Tony's on point. Tony's on point tonight, like a ninja. Oh, boy. How about you, Mr. Sharp as a wit, sharp as a tech? Tony? Uh, um, Lane... It was her turn to get sick this weekend, oh, so man, and it's last week. So you gave it to her, yeah, yeah. Oh, I gave it to her. Hey, no, <laughs> <laughs> had her at the whole weekend. <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, yeah. Did we do anything? I don't think we did anything. Anything interesting? Um, uh, my sister came over yesterday. You know, we, we caught up because she went to New York. Yeah, I was going to ask you how um, was her New York trip. And, uh, it was, it was nuts. <laughs> She's like getting lost and, you know, going into dive bars and shit. Um, then getting sick and losing her license or getting it stolen or whatever. And then she had to go to the, she had to go to the cops. Uh, Cause she, she texted me. She's like, I lost my license. What do I do? And I'm like, well, shit, how are you going to get back? Yeah. You know, that was like my first thought. Um, and I went on a website and it says, um, to get a police report so they can believe that you actually had a license, but then lost it. So she was trying to find um, 
police station in New York and something was happening. I have no idea what, what actually was going on, but apparently there were cops everywhere and there was like people protesting and shit. And the cops were like, what the fuck are you doing here? You go away. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I just want to report. Um, and she's feeling sick at this point. Like oh. she got like, like feeling really sick and anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, she's sitting there waiting for the report to the, the guy to type it up and he's just taking his sweet ass time. She's like, I, I, I think, I, I think I'm going to throw up. Runs to the bathroom, doesn't make it, just pukes all over their office. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm like, best news. Thug life. <laughs> <laughs> you seen those thug life videos? Yes. <laughs> awesome. That would be, if someone on video, I would have that on there. Yes. Puking in the, in the cops on the floor. I was like, way to leave San Diego, Mark, in New Seriously. York. Seriously. You seen those videos, Harley? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just pictured that it was like <laughs> real motherfucking G's. <laughs> thug life. Yeah. Tell your sister real thug life for puking man. Straight out of Compton. I get arrested. <laughs> yeah, so she has the better story because my weekend. Eh. Well, well, that's cool. No, eh? you gave us something, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So you can puke on the police floor and I get arrested. Mm-hmm. Remember, kids. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's funny, like it's it's like almost like a movie where she was trying to get a police report and they're taking their sweet time and uh, yeah. they're moving really slow. That's exactly what it's, yeah, like straight out. Like two them. like two things come in mind. Were the one where like uh, the guy's like okay, so he was wearing a kabuki mask and he's going really <laughs> slow taking the report, yep. or he's like the the or the cop and and uh, RoboCop. Like, RoboCop. Hey, God damn it, get over here! And just chaos everywhere, and they don't have time to listen to her. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Like one of those cliche moments, you're like, "All right, I guess it's not important." You know, she they knew she was from California, so they're taking her sweet time or whatever. But uh, well, she made it home safe. That's good. Made it home. Yep. Yeah. So that's craziness. Well, cool. Then uh, tonight we got uh, we'll be reviewing uh, the homework that uh, Harley chose. Um, none of us, none of us had seen it called King of New York. Yeah, and uh, that Harley chose, and then I chose Back to the Future too because we had just seen the first one, and why not watch the second one? We all had fun with the first one, became a certified Slater, so let's watch the second one. Why not? And yeah. uh, and the future is now, my friends. We're in 2015. Yes, sir. We do. We have ca- re- retro 80s cafes and uh, hoverboards are here. I don't know if you guys noticed that walking self walking dog, but I've seen that mm-hmm. on YouTube. Like a little drone walking into I mean, so there's a lot of things they predicted in the future that has uh Yeah, no kidding. You know? So we'll get in we'll get a little more into that. Um but first Harley wants to give us uh wants to uh give us a little box office numbers there real quick. So I'm just going to read the first two. Uh, two Lick uh, my plate, you dog dick. Oh, there it is. <laughs> got to be hardcore. I'm going to read the, uh, two, the first two sentences to Box Office's, uh, Box Office Mojo's little interesting article. Exceeding all reasonable expectations for an R-rated war drama, Clint Eastwood's American Sniper dominated the Martin Luther King Jr. weekend box office with an estimated $89.5 million. America. That's over twice as high as the previous January opening weekend record held by Ride Along and ranked second all-time for a rated R movie behind 2003's The Matrix Reloaded. Mm. Huge, huge film. Uh, took everybody by surprise. 
Um, that that's crazy. I mean, uh, like point. I mean, somebody's it's fucking crazy. going to Clint Eastwood. Like, you are the oldest active act director in Hollywood. I mean, the motherfucker's like goddamn eighty something. I mean, Spielberg was supposed to direct it first. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy. Um. I'm looking up Clint Eastwood crazy. right now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just bad shit crazy. I mean, uh, the motherfucker's 84 years old. So instead of going from five up, he went straight to number one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't fucking care. Number uh, five, <laughs> Selma. Number four, Taken Three. Three was Paddington. Uh, the number two was The Wedding Ringer. Um, nobody gives a shit about that. Although it made $20 million, so that's not bad. Um, but yeah, American <laughs> Sniper, $90 million. That was on the first night. Yeah, made eighty nine on the weekend, so it's made a total of ninety two on a fifty eight million dollar budget. So, um, I'm sure this is Bradley Cooper's biggest opening. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's great. Like I, Clint's like second highest grossing, or it might be his actually it might be his highest grossing movie ever. Well, and it's the opening weekend, and it's getting good word of mouth. Yeah. So I'm sure this. I wanted to go see it. I didn't get a chance to. Fonzo, you saw it, correct? I did. So the sad one is this. I will cover this. This is another thing I wanted to cover. the The most expensive new film is. Uh, we had talked about this a couple months ago. Michael Mann's Black Hat, Ooh, starring oh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh boy, sit down. Debuted at what, folks? Oh boy! Number ten. Here it comes for a whopping total of three point nine million dollars. So unless this motherfucker is throwing a (laughs) hammer, nobody gives a shit about Chris Hemsworth, which is really sad. When he doesn't have really long hair and waving a hammer, Michael Mann is. He should have been hacking the computer with a big ass hammer. Yeah, Michael Mann is a G. He's an OG when it comes to Hollywood. He's a motherfucking G. Yeah, he's a motherfucking OG. Um, and I'm sad that he didn't, uh, that this movie didn't uh, do better. Um, you know, uh, Hollywood's fickle, or not, not Hollywood, but, um, you know, the one time movie the, watchers. The movie about hackers, they, they should have hacked the box office numbers. We should have been Yeah, different. yeah, exactly. Should have added so, a couple of zeros to that, that uh, weekend. With that said, IMDb's got it at a 5.6 IMDb. And that's probably inflated on the high side. So. I heard it wasn't as good, but the shootout was pretty amazing. It's like, well, duh. Shocking. <laughs> so hey, Maybe we should have had more hard. shootouts and less computer stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that... Uh, maybe we hadn't seen a Michael Mann movie in a long time, and then this happens. It's like, dang. Well, was the last one Miami Vice? No, it was Public Enemies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Was that his last one? Yep, you're right. And that one did okay, right? Yeah, and it wasn't bad. And I like Miami Vice. It's good. I I like Miami, too. After watching it again, yeah. Two years before that, Collateral, kick-ass. Before that, Ali, kick-ass. Before that, The Insider was good. It was a Mm -hmm. little drama. It wasn't, you know, action-packed. You know, it was a political or kind of thriller. Mm -hmm. Um, And before that, one of the greatest films of all time. So Is Is that certified? Uh, Tony, I don't believe gave. Heat <laughs> All eyes are Tony. We're looking at him, and he's like, uh. <laughs> Tony, Tony, did you give Heat a Slater? 
Um, if not, punch yourself in the nuts. I mean, and, what's your answer? And then I will call you a communist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, remember. I played the I probably, um, I think he said maybe, he'd have to watch it again. Maybe one of those, yeah, I have to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of sad. Uh, be, uh, yeah. No. Um, well, did you guys well, did you watch the, that? Um, did you go in a theater to see it, Harley? I totally forgot. Well, I didn't see a lot of ad for it, so I don't think Hollywood did a very good job of promoting it. Yeah. Um, and they you think did all a this, good job of promoting American this, uh, Sniper. Yeah, that's true. They sure did. And I think you nailed it on the head, America. But yeah, I mean, you know, the people that have read the book, you know, and uh, all support the military. Well, and, and Kyle, the, the Kyle, you know, what he's based on, you know, he's been in the news a lot for dying. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> although I don't know if that's in the movie or not, um, but the motherfucker's dead, and uh, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to see it, especially depending on what you uh, how you rate it. So, uh, well, did you see the tweet Seth Rogen wrote about it? Mm-mm. He said watching the movies felt like that um, Nazi propaganda film that's played in Inglorious Bastards in the third act. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so th- it's like mixed. It's like you haven't read that. That's like half and half. Like I don't pay attention. To I don't read all that stuff. I like, did see a. I did see a highlight or a uh, a thing that said Michael Moore called uh, snipers cowards. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's funny. And of course, I'm not going to read it because I don't fucking care. But, you know, if yeah. he said it, if he didn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> somebody well, um, say something. Did you guys hear the the controversy about the uh, soundtrack to Black Hat? What? No. There's a controversy to Black Hat? Um, Harry Gregson Williams, he posted on Facebook that, uh, he said, I would like it to be known for what it's worth that the score for Black Hat may, may be credited to me, but contains almost none of my compositions. Hmm. So he said he heard it, and he's like, I didn't write the shit. <laughs> it only had That's like a, a few scenes with him, with his stuff in it. Oh, weird. Norm- yeah. Normally, it's the opposite. Normally, somebody isn't given credit, and they sue for right. credit. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Maybe he doesn't want his name on that movie that bombed. <laughs> Maybe that's what. Well, it is. but <laughs> no. I mean, if if the if the soundtrack was good, that wasn't me. He's like, oh, fuck that shit. Wasn't he, me. He's probably gonna say, yeah, it was a shitty movie, but hey, the score kicked ass. But the fact that they must have edited what his original writing yeah. was mm-hmm. for the score. You know, and Michael Mann is known for being hands-on filmmaker. You know, um, so it's quite possible in post he went ahead and it was in the editing room, wiki wiki wiki, scratching it, remixing it up. So yeah, interesting. So uh, either way, um, I think I talk about the fake baby uh, scandal in the uh, um, uh, American Sniper. Oh, no, no. Uh, you haven't seen those articles today? <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, no, I missed that one. Apparently, there was a. I was watching the movie, and uh, I guess I can oh, start I reviewing it now. For this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? What's that, Tony? Now that you mention it, I do remember seeing an image of fake baby steals the scene or something. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's holding a fake baby. Mm. And then uh, I guess the producer had wrote a tweet about it, and then he deleted it. But he said the first baby had a fever, and the second baby was a no-show. Oh, so they no. had to go with just the fake baby. Because Clint Eastwood, just, he, he works really fast. He's a one-take kind of guy. 
And I was reading an article with Army Hammer. He's like so different from going from Fincher, who's like really meticulous, you know? Yeah. Takes his time to like Keith Eastwood. And then like there'd be times where like uh, he, 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 we'd be, we'd be, I thought we were rehearsing. And I had my signs in my hand. And signs are like pieces, are pages of script. And he's like, but Clint, I had signs on me. And he's like, that's right. He's like, cut, print, let's go. And he just moves on. <laughs> I guess he's really quick. Wow. So I guess he didn't want to waste no time, but he had a fake baby. And because uh, I remember watching it, I'm like, that baby looks really fake, but the animatronic on the hand is really like kind of good, I guess. But then when I watched the uh, GIF or GIF, um, it's Bradley Cooper's thumb moving the hand up. Mm-hmm. So that's my review that's of American funny. Sniper. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fake baby in it, folks. Yeah. No, you guys know the story about uh, um, Chris Kyle, right? Yeah, vaguely. I mean, he's. Uh... The highest decorated or, or uh, the most uh, lethal sniper. He's been credited with the most uh, uh, sur- uh, confirmed kills. 160 right. confirmed kills. That's nuts. That Navy SEAL sniper Chris Kyle's pinpoint accuracy saves countless lives on the battlefield and turns him into a legend. Back home to his wife and kids after four tours of duty, however, Chris finds it that that it is the war he can't leave behind. And it's similar like um, Hurt Locker. Where they touched upon it a little bit mm. when Jeremy Renner's character would come back and he just didn't know how to act. Remember mm-hmm. when uh, when he came back? Um, we start off when he's younger. Him and his brother, they're a bunch of cowboys. They're all they're rocking the cowboy belt and the pants, and they just want to be cowboys and get and get laid. You know, they're just you know they're being little little young whippersnappers, little young thundercats. <laughs> and then uh, um, I think I want to say nine little. I want to say nine eleven happened or something happened that kind of triggered him where he's like, I want, I want, I want to sign up, and um, and be and he signs up for a fucking Navy SEAL, one of the hardest uh, military um, military things you can you can uh, endure because yeah. those their their training is hardcore. He does that, um, and then uh, becomes a sniper, and they see how accurate he is. And, um, and like I said, he does four tours, and you know, Clint Eastwood doesn't have, really have a style like when you watch his movies. With like other directors, he's kind of bland. You know, yeah, when you watch other great. movies like you, you, you know, you, you know, when you're watching a Cameron movie, Michael Bay, David Fincher, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, so with his is not much, but um, and the I'm not stories always seem oftentimes sort of have a similar, um, you know, um, what was the thing that he was doing? He was doing where he played the racist. You know what I mean right, when yeah. he wrote and directed. Grand yeah, yeah, and, and there was another one that he did where, you know, he was sort of um, trying to think of what else he didn't know. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but like I say, the most lethal sniper in U.S. history. And it was I don't know if it's it was if it's loosely based or it's based off his um, the book that he wrote. Yeah. It was... So it takes up a lot of his actions from uh, the book, and um, yeah, we see him go Iraq, and yeah, once like. Uh, Word goes around that uh, how he's, he kills so many people, and they're like, "Man, you're the fucking legend." He starts getting the nickname of legend. And he's like, hey, "I don't know about that." After he finishes his first tour and he comes home, he's getting a, he has a baby. He's just sitting there watching TV and just hears things, and it just kind of reminds him. It's uh, was it PTSD? It's called yeah, post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, and uh, um, when they're in the hospital with uh, his wife Sienna Miller, who Sienna Miller plays his wife. She wants to check his blood pressure, and it's super fucking high. It's like 170. And um, she's like, hey, you all right? And he's like, yeah. I mean, it's, he's a Navy SEAL. He's from Texas. He's a, he's a hardcore guy, right? He, he doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want any help. He doesn't want to tell anyone's wrong. I mean, when you're when – you're, um, any guy I've ever met that's been the core, you know, from coworkers, whatever, they're just 
they just have this confidence that's like unbelievable, you know? It's a macho thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. And they, and you train that. It's, you know, they're, you, you're, you know, they don't want anyone that's soft. There's a guy that quit when they're doing the Navy SEAL training where they're doing like, um, leg lifts and, the, and they're beginning spraying with water. And, uh, look at that guy right there. See that guy? He's a quitter. He quit. He's like, not only did he quit right here, get a look, get a good look at that guy. He quit. Not only did he quit here, but he would have quit on you in the battlefield. We don't need guys like that. We don't want him in here. Um, and then they're showing the hardcore training and when he goes in, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's some cool war scenes. Uh, I mean, I like, you know, I was like, I was enjoy watching those. There's some intense scenes with them. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the trailer. They show yeah. the, coming out with the kid and that's the kind of, yeah. he's got to make. And, uh, he's got the wife at home is about to have babies. So it's, and what's pretty gnarly, um, that's the, that's his first kill. At least from that they showed. I don't know if it's from the mm. book, but I was trying to think if when he wrote that, if he said that, and it's like, fuck, man, if that was his first kill, that's that's pretty insane. Yeah, that would um, be really. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, they make him kind of superhero sometimes. I don't know if it's accurate. Like I said, I, I don't want to like, you know, disown his character. Yeah, you, say you don't bad, know but, if it's accurate or not. Right, but there's just scenes where he's like, man, we got to go help him, and he just runs out, and when he starts shooting a bunch of other guys, and it's like instead of being on his post. Cause he's supposed to have a guy with you while he's, um, he's, you know, monitoring everything. Yeah. He's got a spotter with him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, from Bradley Cooper does a great job. So does Sienna Miller. Um, because they're pretty much the main characters. And then you got a couple of the Navy SEAL guys, but, um, I would have, I think I would have been, um, kind of more interested in seeing his home after like the, with the, cause I mean, I, but I guess you want to make an entertaining movie. So you got to add some of the war stuff. So I don't know if that's was kind of added. But it would have been kind of cool to see what he uh, had to endear with. Because remember with the Herlocker, like I said, they barely touched on it. I thought they were going to do a little bit more right. with this. Um, I don't, and uh, I don't know if you guys know the story of what happened to him. But if you didn't, then I won't, I won't spoil it. Oh, but, uh, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, he died in a fucking uh, a gun oh. range. <laughs> earmuffs, earmuffs, Tony. Did you know, Tony? Is it in the movie? Uh, no. Then it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, it's, not, right. it's not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, it was murdered at a gun range. <coughs> like they touch oh. up, like they're like they're going. They're he's going to that scene, and then it just stops. A ve- oh, yeah. a veteran that he was trying to help in quotation. Yeah, because there's uh, a he's, he's a doctor, and he's trying to tell him, hey, maybe you should hang out with these vets and kind of help them out, um, and kind of helping himself out at the same time. Um, cause he did four tours. I mean, he just yeah, that's a lot, and and it's not even so much the four tours. If you have been, if it's certified that you've shot and killed a hundred and sixty people, that has to weigh heavy on you. I yeah. don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck how Kill Billy Cowboy Texas Badass Bull Runner Roper whatever the fuck you that has got to leave. That's got to leave some baggage, man. You don't, yeah. you don't just walk away from that unless you're like a total sociopath and you're, you know, right. you're Hannibal Lecter or something like that. Well, see, I was, I thought I read somewhere where somebody was saying that in the book he did say he did enjoy it. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, who knows? I mean, is but, what does the movie imply? It doesn't. It, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't show Bradley Cooper like, ah, oh, this is hard or. But he like yeah he like looks down like and shakes his head takes his hat off and he's just like oh you know um, yeah so kind of humanize well, him but it's like man you you like a lot of times you're like hey what did you feel when you killed that guy the real coil of the gun you know like you you see those memes 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's them or you, you know. So, but well, yeah, but, but it's, you could it's, argue uh, that's not necessarily the case with a sniper that's a half a mile away. Yeah. You're not staring at the barrel of a gun. You're shooting somebody that is not a an immediate threat to you. They might be an immediately th- immediate threat to somebody well, in your platoon. Well, the interesting or thing is, that, yeah, there was um, um, one of the bad guys in the movie. He's like a um, they mentioned him where he's like an Olympic sharpshooter, and he's like they kind of shoot in the Olympics, and uh, he's like he's a badass sniper too, and. Um, oh. And then when he comes back on the second or third tour, I forget. There's a huge bounty on uh, Chris Kyle's on Bradley Cooper's. Yeah, character. It's like, I, I heard that. It's pretty insane. Yeah. So like, um, they're like, uh, he's like, I don't know. It's like, how would you, how would you take it? You know, I, I'd, uh, I wouldn't want to be noticed if I were you. He tells some, some guy. But all, overall, it's a, it's an entertaining movie for sure, and uh, it's a high buy for a dollar. I think you guys should watch I'd it. Buy that for a dollar. I really recommend it. I mean, it's getting a lot of accolades, you know, best, best. Yeah. It doesn't have a novelty high IMDb rating. It's like a seven. Like I said, it's mixed. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, there's yeah, uh, interesting. Um, you know, you got the gun toting, you know, side. And you got the liberal side. But so. uh, is it a drama first, action second, or action first, drama second, or? Um, I mean, it's mixed. I mean, you get a lot of drama, and then it goes into the action, and then I guess if there was more of him at home afterwards, that would take more drama. How much screen time do you think takes place in Iraq where he's actually a sniper or at least in some sort of military? A, mo- a, majority, more, a majority of the movie. Majority of the film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So I saw that. And then um, what else did I see? I posted something else I saw. Uh, let me see. What else did I post, Tony? Do you remember? What, what, what you saw? Yeah, I posted on the Facebook page. On Facebook, well, let's look at Facebook. Oh, you guys didn't see anything, huh? Like I said, I was sick all weekend, so there's a lot of times I was just lying there. We were just lying there and watching movies. Yeah, Um, that's really you can do. Um, Um, Birdman. That's it, Birdman. Oh, you got to see that, right on. Yeah, so I saw another Bird one. Man. I've really been interested. I wanted to see that before we did our top five because I heard some really good things about it. Um, top yeah, ten. I really wanted to see yeah. it. Yeah, top. Five. Yeah, so this kind of this kind of eight point four, and um, um, a washed up actor who once played an iconic superhero battles his ego and attempts to recover his family, his career, and himself in the days leading up to the opening of a Broadway play. Um, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu. Um, and it's very, I mean, is he Mexican? I'm gonna guess, yeah. Director of Mexican? Because if it uh, is, it's a Slater. Because only all Mexican directors from, are brilliant. He's from Mexico City. Mexico. There you go. Fucking Slater. Put it up. <laughs> I love me some Mexican. Alonso Curion. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Like, brilliant fucking directors come out of Mexico. Well, so, well, what interested me in watching this is I read something about like a one shot thing. He wanted like to it's... make the movie completely like it was a film one shot. Right. And it feels like it. Obviously it's not, but it really is. The whole movie takes feels... place in like one day or something like that? Um, a couple of days, but I mean it does seem like one continuous shot, which is amazing. Cool. Which I was going to bring up first is like it's kinetic like filming um, where you got this really cool running drum beat as the score. 
like this cool like kind of kind of tenses it up and then in one scene when you when the characters are walking by you see a drummer playing the drums in the street and it's the same score that's playing <laughs> in the that's background awesome. oh, which is really cool yeah it's really cool um and what's really cool is um Bert, um Michael Keaton playing a uh, iconic character you know mm. which was he was Batman yeah, it's exactly. very meta, so it kind of makes sense why you know played the role. But it's just fucking great to see Michael Keaton back as a headliner, and uh, and, and, and is it action. kind of a comedic role too? It's a comedy drama. Oh, there's some fucking funny moments for fucking sure. Because he is really a talented comedic character. I mean, obviously he was a comedian before he was Batman, um, and he was a comedian after Batman. But as it's, well. Yeah, it's, I mean it's comedy, but is he ha- he has most of the drama parts. Mm. Um, and uh, Edward Norton, um, he yeah, that's right, he's in it too. He's just really good at playing the asshole. I mean, he, yeah, he's just great at that, right? And Naomi Watts, she's really good in it. Emma Stone plays his uh, um, drunky, druggy daughter, who's who just got out of rehab. I mean, he's playing like this role, like um, say he was a big guy in the '80s, and now it's now he's trying to re up his career. Um, well, he won't use social media. He's just he's just old school, and uh, Emma Stone's trying to help him out. But uh, like I said, she just got a rehab, so he's trying to keep her. He's trying to keep her as an assistant, just so she's out of trouble. Um, and it all takes place in like this, like um, stage, and in the background, and the and the dressing rooms, and then the stage, and back and forth, and it just the camera's always following, and it's going up the rafters, and coming down this way and that way, and uh, and we've got a uh, um, Zach Galifianakis too playing his like uh, his like a uh, um, agent. I mean, he, and he's great. Everyone's great in it. Um, and Michael, but Michael Keaton, man, he's just to get all the accolades he's getting for the Oscars and everything else. It's 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 really it's just cool to see him again, and he's doing so good. And Edward Norton plays like the so <coughs> essentially he wrote this play, um, Michael Keaton, and he's got all these actors. And uh, in the very beginning, it's crazy. You see him like moving stuff with his hands and his head, and you're like, "What is that in his head? Has he got powers?" Like, "Well, that's weird." Um, and they kind of touch up on it a little bit later. And then uh, once he's working on this one scene with the with the other cast members, and uh, a bit a lighting, uh, one of the lights falls off stage and hits this actor, and he said he's like anyway, give it him anyway. He fucking sucked anyways. He saw mad at the guy. Um, <laughs> kind of like he, it's like oh he did that on purpose so he can get somebody else. So the only guy that's available Naomi Watts calls him and says we're Norton. Everybody loves him like the New York critics love him because he's the best actor, the Broadway actor. So he gets him, but he's super fucking cocky and annoying as fucking shit. He's almost like the opposite that he was Desta Smoochie. Like, just a, <laughs> you oh, know, God. he's just completely a dick. He's just a dick, but he's great. He's at got, this. he's one of those actors who's got a shit ton of range. Yeah. And he's fucking, and it's good to see him. And you're just like, listen to him. And he's just, he's such a dick. He says things, he's just like so very inappropriate. Um, I don't want to say much more because I really want you guys to watch it. Um, I would have loved this for been the homework, but I think you guys are pretty much going to go watch it because it's really fucking good. I'm not sure if it's a Slater yet. Maybe after a couple of viewings, but for right now, it's a very high buy for a dollar. I really... I'd buy that for a dollar. Nice. Yeah. I think I watched one re- or listened to one review where they weren't very happy with the ending. They wanted kind of something more. It seemed like it kind of fell off at the yeah, end. Yeah, I'll leave that to the till we can all review it. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. And then uh, I saw one more. Uh, what, what I saw uh, this morning. I just watched it this morning. I've been looking forward to seeing this. It's What We Do in the Shadows. It's a comedy horror. Um uh, all the lives of Iago, Deacon, and Vladislav, three flatmates who are just trying to get by, overcome life's obstacles, 
Um, so it's like a documentary group following these three vampires, kind of like the real world. Uh-huh. And, mm. around, and it's fucking great. It is fucking fantastic. It's Jermaine Clement directed who's Flight of the Concords. And uh, he plays Vlad. Uh, and then you got this one vampire, Peter, who's just like Nosferatu, if you look at the cover. But, yeah, I'm looking at it right scary. now. Is yeah. it a British film, I assume? It's New Zealand. They're New Zealanders. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Same thing. Because you got Reese Darby. <laughs> uh, you got Reese Darby from Flight of the Conquerors as well. And it's just so f- fucking clever and funny. And it's just, um, you got Deacon who's like, he's like, I'm the young bad boy of the group. Da-da-da. Then you got uh, Viago who's like a, like an old century. They call him a dandy. He's super proper and he's kind of just, uh, just kind of fruity, I guess. Um, but he's really super nice. And you got Vlad, who's kind of like the Vlad the Impaler character. Mm. And, and then, like, the, one of the very first things I mean, they, get, they, they tell him the Deacon to pick up a slack because there's all these dirty dishes on the table he won't clean up. It's just, like, regular shit like this. But uh, you got this documentary group following around, like, trying to get into a club. There's one scene where they're trying to get into a club, but you can't get in unless you're invited to the club. <laughs> and, Tony, if you know, you can you just you show an ID, you walk in, right? There's a security guard there. Nobody ever says, hey, would you please come in? So they're vampires and they can't go in anywhere unless they're invited to a room. Yeah. So a lot of times they can't get into a club because they're not invited. Um, and then there's one scene where they're walking in. There's a group of vampire uh, werewolves and like, oh, watch out, watch out for these guys. And then uh, they might piss on you or they're just making fun of, they're just making like dog jokes and shit. Like, oh yeah, real funny, real funny. Yeah. What about this guy? They're like wearing like blouses, shirts, and like, you know, real like old school vampires. And they're like a Count Fagula. Hey, hey, we don't, you can't, you can't just say that. What are you doing? And they're talking about like, and one guy's like getting pissed off. He's like, hey, what'd I tell you? What'd I tell you? Don't calm down. And he's like, his eyes are turning. He's about to turn werewolf. And he told him to calm down. He finally calms down. <laughs> and uh, when there's some gore, we're like, um, they talk about how like they bring humans back and they kill them. And one guy uh, hits a chick um, artery and she's bleeding all over the place. Like he brings her home for like a date and he's pulling newspaper off the ground. He's like, you, it's like, you know, you don't want to make a mess. He hits an artery and there's fucking blood scored everywhere. It's so fucking funny. Um, uh, yeah, this movie's fucking fantastic, man. This movie's like everything I heard about it was it, it, it exactly exactly how I wanted to be in it. And it's totally, and it's just a cool take. And they got like a party where they like they talk about witches and and zombies and zombies in there. There's one scene where like they're talking to a zombie and he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's just we just get a bad rap where we're always like, raising our hand. we don't do that. We don't we, we don't really do that, you know." Um, it's just oh, I love this movie. Uh, I could easily watch it again. Um, I want to give it a slate just because it was so good. But I ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a really yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. What, I can't. What, what was they the name even, of the they even drop a Lost Boy reference, which I fucking love. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Cool. So, you know what? I, you know what? I'm gonna give it a Slater. I loved it. I could easily watch this. That again. was a fucking movie. What was the name nice. of this movie? What we do what in the we shadows. Do in the shadows. I know. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's so clever. I don't know if you guys ever watched Fly the Concords. Um, <laughs> no, I never did. Uh, but just a documentary group following these guys, and um, uh, it's just, it was so clever. I loved it. I love how original it was, so, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. Yeah, I think you would yeah. dig it. When I was watching, I'm like, I, I, think, uh, I think you guys would like it. Cool. Yeah, so, but Harley, that was it. I think that's all I saw, so. You want to take us to Harley? New York? Are we losing? Nope. I'm back. Oh, we did. We did lose a second. Lost you in New York, huh? Yeah.
All right, so, uh, yeah, I chose uh, King of New York, and I don't know how I stumbled upon it. Um, uh, I just did, and uh, I actually had it in my uh, in my pocket for um, over a month, probably two months. I, 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 made a, I bookmarked it, and I, I, last time I made homework, I forgot about this one, and so, you know, I thought, hey, it's possible that one of you guys had already seen it, most likely Fonzo. You know, you got Christopher Walken. It's kind of uh, like uh, Tony Spawn. He just has it in his back pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I never even heard of this film. Um, I never watched a trailer. Um, yeah. Just looking at the director's you know, a unique guy too. Yeah, yeah, but I, I one of the things that kind of sold me on it was it's got a seven point on IMDb, which isn't bad considering it's a twenty five year old film. Uh, it's rated X. Yeah, that's the one crime oh. thriller rated X, which is kind of <laughs> odd because I watched it and I didn't see it. I mean, there's a lot of vulgarity and there's a little TNA, but no, you didn't jerk off to it. What's that? Said what? You didn't jerk off to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just because I jerk off to something, it doesn't mean it's rated X, Tony. Hey, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) He needs two more. He needs two more X's. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, there was a a blonde that I recognized. She was. She. I don't even think she ever says anything. Mm -hmm. But I remember her like being just sort of like a. A model in a movie or something like that that I recognize. And I was, now I'm looking for, her, but I probably won't find her. Yeah, anyway, this so director made a Bad Lieutenant and the Driller Killer. Yeah, yeah. So um, interesting film. Early, early Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is playing a uh, um, a cop, and then uh, you got Giancarlo Esposito, who uh, more commonly. Uh, plays uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad? Uh, why can't I think of his name now? Um, Gustavo Gus. Yes, thank you, Gus. Gus, thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the, so the main the main plot is it's a comedy or comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really fucking funny. It's a crime drama. Can uh, we spoil it? Can we spoil it? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. It's an old, old movie. It's 7.0. It's your typical, filled with cliche, you know, cop, bad guy, you know, it's kind of like what well, he Well, except things are returned where Larry Fishburne is the bad guy and Wesley Snipes is the cop. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. Um, so I've never seen Larry like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was trippy. Uh, and he's, he's a badass dude right at the beginning, you know? Ooh, Mr. Um, White. Um, Christopher Walken so is I like sort that of, line Tony drops. Sorry, yeah, he's uh, sorry. So, another one he drops too. I liked, um, like a drug kingpin, and uh, he's. I, I think it's unclear how long he was in jail, five years, something like that. Yeah, a former drug lord returns from prison, determined to wipe out all his competition and distribute the profits of his operation to New York's poor and lower classes, and establish ultraviolet modern twist on Robin Hood. Yeah, and and the interesting. So what I felt, I don't feel Robin Hood. I mean, they he implies a couple little times he wants to give back to the community, kind of thing. But he's got he's got some Scarface going on in him. You know what I mean? I mean, this is essentially an hour and a half version of Scarface, and Christopher Walken's playing Tony Montana. Instead, he's playing Frank White, and um, you know David Caruso is the main uh, cop that's after him. And Lawrence Fishburne is uh, Jimmy Jump, and uh, he's oh, almost he's like a motherfucker. Hold on, 
right, I'm back, folks. <laughs> um, Magic. Yeah. So, um, you know, Frank White kind of trusts Lawrence Fishburne as much as you can trust a coke addicted, uh, dual gun wielding Lawrence Fishburne. And uh, he's young in it, and and then the the main cop that's kind of after him is Victor Argo, which mm-hmm. I looked him up on IMDb because I didn't recognize him for anything. He was in Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, True Romance, like motherfucker been in some serious films, some serious Martin Scorsese films. Wait, which uh, guy? The Victor Argo, the the cop that dies at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's in Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, True Romance. I don't know what his role in True Romance is. I think what he wants. To, I want to say he was one of the mob guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah he's done a lot of great films. Yeah, Good I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, it was it's it speeds along. It's you know it's 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 trying to tell this epic story in a sense it's a gangster movie man come yeah, on man yeah absolutely oh, it is, man. It's a lot of food. the gangster is none other than christopher walken who's playing his he's acting the way he normally does which everybody fucking is dancing it's great in the last yeah in the last 25 years well, let me let, here let me let me just um pretty much narrow down his character real quick all right yeah yeah from now on nothing goes down unless i'm involved no blackjack no dope deals. No nothing. And nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. You guys yeah. got fat while everybody starved in the street. Now it's my turn. Fucking was, love this that is, line. Was this right before he shoots the guy dead like fourteen times? Yeah. Yeah. This is this. He's telling. That's him, in the very beginning. And then he shoots. No, this the is guy. um. Right, right. This is the card. The card game scene. Yeah. The, right. Oh, at the was beginning? that scene? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy starts right. back talking, and he just starts shooting him. And then, like in between shooting him, and of course he's dead. He's still talking shit. Yeah, and I love it's it. like I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, same thing. I had a lot of fun. It was crazy. Um, See, and you, I seen him being first badass like that in True Romance. So it's funny yeah. to see him like this back then. And it's like, man, he's fucking scared. He's pretty bad. He's the main character. I mean, he's in yeah. the scene. He's you know he's basically uh, you know yeah. uh, on the screen the entire film. It it you know the truth was the you know what hurt this film the most. Is it so short? Mm. They could have easily made this movie two hours and twenty five minutes long. Um, it <laughs> would have more. been it would have been great. Christopher Walken is just chewing <laughs> up chewing up scene. Um, so is Larry Fishburne too. Yeah, yeah, was, he's great. That motherfucker went to the most fastest restaurant in the world. I know. You ordered that food. This shit was done was right in there. Ten <laughs> seconds. And a little punk kid too that worked there with an, with an attitude. I was like, this motherfucker right here, a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell and you I, what. I'll tell you right now, real quick. I was giving this movie a Slater. Then at one point, I was like, if this motherfucker gets away, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Um, but if you do this for me, I'll give you a Slater. And all I wanted was for David Caruso to get his fucking get killed. I would have given this movie a Slater. And when oh, he did, I got it. I gave it a Slater. And not only did he get killed, but he got a fucking sawed off shotgun to the fucking. Face with some no glass. Way. I fucking hated Caruso in this movie. I thought he was Why? a fucking prick. He's a fucking douche in this fucking red hair. Fuck him. <laughs> I hated him in the movie. I couldn't stand him. I was that just like, was a fucking, fucking movie. You got damn it right. Why when he got shot in the face? Oh, I was like Slater right there. Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise, he says it too. He's just like, hey, bam. 
in front of all the cops at a fucking funeral. I know. At a, fun- at a funeral. Yeah, yeah it's, I was saying that too. Well, what happens is at the beginning, <laughs> I love it. You're not exactly sure how ruthless Walker Walken Walken is himself. Fishburne is the straight up OG. He's the one du- who gets coked up and double wields and shoots every motherfucker that gets in his way. And his guns you know never I mean? need to reload. Exactly. Of course. Of course. Well, what about Steve Buscemi's in it too for a little bit? Yeah, he's in it. And what's his name? Uh, Test Tube. <laughs> yeah, Test Tube was name. And, Man, and our girl name? Teresa. Teresa was in it. Teresa, babe, come it. on, babe, babe. Who's who's hardcore and takes a bullet for a man, Frank? Yeah, White. yeah, exactly. She's hardcore. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that you had all this amazing cast, um, there's a lot of action in it, which is fun. Um, it it's really short. It's a it's barely an hour and a half long, um, and it is essentially this epic crime drama. That Christopher Walken is, you know, you could have easily shown 20 minutes of him owning the streets and then finally getting busted. And then a couple flashes in jail where you don't know if he's going to go clean or not. And then he gets out and he immediately gets, you know, sucked back in. And then two hours goes by. And at the end, you know, he gets... You know his coming. No, I like the way it played out, man. It was a lot of tension. Um, I, I yeah. like the way it's shot too. Um, yeah, it's here to peace thoughts, all man. We keep we keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta start off by saying that it was hard for me to watch because I got uh, my streaming. It was jumpy um, mm. while I was streaming it. So mm-hmm. like every five seconds, it would pause, and then it would talk and it would pause. It's like fuck. It was so hard. It was so hard to watch. Um, so like. The first, it's the movie started off really slow for me. I was like, eh, I didn't, I, I, it was really hard to get into it. Um, and the, the technical difficulties didn't help. Um, so I, I actually watched this in two sittings. Um, and tonight I actually finished it. It's all the second half. Um, really hard, really hard for me to get into it. I'm, I'm, I was borderline waste, waste of time the whole time. Um, but, at at the end, it actually redeemed itself with this one line from Frank White when he said, uh, "You think ambushing me in some nightclub is going to stop what what makes people take drugs? This country yeah. spends billion a year getting high, and it's not because of me. I'm a businessman. I'm a visit right. I'm a businessman. I'm like mm-hmm. and that 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 kind of clicked. Like, oh, I get the movie, and I got I actually got the whole Robin Hood thing in that moment because of the whole hospital." Um, and then I started yeah. thinking back on all the things like, uh, like those guys that went to mug him, he just like flashed his piece and he's like, and he, and he, <laughs> he's like, and he threw the money come out. Down, come down to the hotel. I yeah. Right. Work come down to the hotel. <laughs> I give you a job. <laughs> and that was, yeah. what's his name? The actor. I can't think of his name now. Um, yeah. He was in Sons of Anarchy too. A row or something. Yeah. He was, uh, like think, Dozer. Yeah, he was Mercutio, right? Yeah. He was Mercutio. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, right. he was like Tank or Dozer or somebody from uh, Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. At the computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. you think ambushing me in some nightclub is going to stop what makes people take drugs? This country spends a hundred billion a year on getting high. And yeah, that's the line of I was me. Yeah, All yeah, the time yeah. I was getting waste. All that time I was wasting in jail, it just got worse. I'm not your problem. I'm just a businessman. Yeah, yeah Harold. That's the same line. Perenno, per- yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, at that point I got it. I was like, uh, and it made the um, like I actually. It, realized everything that I had just seen <laughs> over the course of a couple of days and it clicked. It all just clicked. And then at that point I enjoyed it. 
Um, you should have gave it a goddamn Slater when you saw Christopher Walken dance in the beginning, son. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah, say Well, he was dancing and it was all paused. got his head blown off. No, I already said that part, and I'm fucking <laughs> great about it. Just reliving it right now? Oh, fucking That's great. Funny. Not a big fan of Mr. Caruso, huh? That shotgun bullets are bad for your health. <laughs> you don't think he was a prick in the movie? Well, yeah, I mean, you know. He fucking spits in Lawrence Fisherman's face. Know. I was like, fuck you, man, if you don't get killed. He didn't seem any more of a prick than any anybody else. He was just saying, like, look, because see, his role, he was like, he believed that Robin Hood was bad. He's like, he's stealing. He's 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 an evil person. He's killing people. And in order to stop him from killing, I got to kill I gotta him. Go above the law. You know he's not I mean? killing good people. He's killing bad people. It's killing. Murder is murder. <laughs> so that's his point. It's like American Sniper kills, and it's okay. You know, but that's his point. You know, he's got right, to right. stop murder from happening in a city. It doesn't matter who it is. Murder shouldn't happen. Uh, he's a fucking glitter boy. He's looking to get sprayed, laid, played, and slayed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a lot of really fun dialogue, and it's you. You made up a good point. Um, or maybe you're talking about something else. I could easily watch this movie again, mm-hmm. just just because his performance is so entertaining. Um, you know, there's there's so many lines. I watched it uh, last night, basically by myself, and um, Chris was was sawing logs next to me, and because um, like like Tony, the, like Tony, it was too slow for her, so she just went to bed, mm-hmm. and. Um, but I, I enjoyed it all the way through. I watched it in one sitting, and um, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, you know, the ending is sort of, uh, not cliche, but it's kind of predictable, kind of. Um, I would say the weakest character was the Victor Argos character, the, the detective that, that wanted to, you know, do it do it by the books. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah. Unfortunately, cause... we've seen this movie done a bunch of fucking times. You know what I mean? At least, and at least to some degree of this film. And a lot of what this movie does, we've seen other movies do better. You know, Heat does the action stuff better. You know, Scarface does the epic, you know, better. But if you're a fan of Christopher Walken, you should be running out to see this movie if you haven't seen it already. Good point. Because it's him playing his weird, you know, delivery, and he's got all this really brilliant uh, dialogue written for him, and for the most part, he knocks it out of the park. Um, but it, it's not the kind of film for everybody, you know. Uh, you know, again, my girl didn't like it. It's not a chick flick by any stretch of the means. <laughs> it's a it's a bad boy kind of movie for sure. If you're, give it. Guy, if you're the kind of guy that watches this podcast on a regular basis, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. And uh, while I don't listen to the podcast, um, I enjoy it. And uh, so I would give it a high buy that for a dollar for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. So I was going to um, continue um, with saying right. that I, I turned around and I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. And the scene that Fonzo was talking about the game that you know the slater scene mm-hmm. i remember i was i was like yeah at the scene i i totally like geeked out at it i was like that was fucking awesome i was like yeah because i was like it's in a fucking funeral there's cops goddamn everywhere and he just rolls right up so pops him right in the funny. face i know oh my god that was fly. awesome yeah he knew was, he'd be there you're right yeah he had to be there yeah, yeah it was it was <laughs> awesome 
I was and totally it's not like he's it. in like some unmarked car. He's in the limo that he's in the entire film. The whole film, yeah. right? Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah. I just want you to know it's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. The the only thing, like, I agree with Harley. Um. Whatever that guy, the the main, the main detective, the main detective, mm-hmm. um, Victor Argo, Roy Bishop. Um. Yeah, he was weak, and I didn't, I, I didn't like that at the end. He like he was supposed to you know, play the 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 straight arrow cop, you know, play it by the book, and at the end he he breaks. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, it, just the way the movie ended was unsatisfying to me. Um, like he broke, you know, he, he broke his code. He wanted to follow the book, and he broke his code, but he still got the shot off, and he got to kill the guy anyway. I was like, ah, oh, man. You know, I was like, uh, I was like, I, I like Robin Hood, man. <laughs> you know, get the, get the I thought for sure. Up. I thought, man, this is the first time a bad guy's going to get away in a movie. Uh-huh. You're getting close to the end. I was like, wow, holy shit, because Walken's getting away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I could see, I mean, I could see it's it's a really good story. Um, and and luckily I caught that at the end and I felt that whole, um, I did, I did see his Christopher Walken's character being more than just a businessman. He, he was, he was going a little more like uh, he didn't want people he was tired of people getting uh robbed you know even in that one scene where he's going you're welcome to everybody um yeah. he was telling the guys hey come work for me if you're you know you're tired of getting ripped off by this guy you know come mm-hmm. work for me um i don't know he cleaning just, house too <laughs> oh yeah for sure that shit was uh, crazy he came in he wastes no time mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like carlito's way where he's trying to lay low and he's trying to retire when he comes back you know, he's like, oh, no, I'm not in the business anymore. No, no, no. Right. Not, not fucking Christopher Walken. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> the fuck y'all want? You, you, Tito, gone. This dude, gone. I was like, damn. No. A- Asian it's, dudes like horror movies. Watching it's one of those Rotten. movies where a lot of people die in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's There's an interesting Wikipedia thing. Um, although I can't show it to you because I. All right. Uh, hold on. Let me, <laughs> give me 10 seconds. Here. Talking about the walkout. Uh, Reception, yeah. During yeah. the film's premiere, yeah. Go ahead and read it, Tony. You got it. Shit. Oh, okay. During the film's premiere at the New York Film Festival, many members of the audience, including Ferrara's wife, walked out of the theater. At the question and answer session that Ferrara held after the screening, the first question asked was, "This film is an abomination. Why aren't you giving the proceeds to some drug rehab program?" At a second showing of the film the next day, Larry Fishburne and uh, Nicholas St. John were booed off the stage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but everyone likes that's, it. That's fucked up. Sub- subsequent critical reaction has been positive. The film holds a seventy-one percent positive on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I don't know. Um, what do they it know? Was pro- it was probably just a gross violence. I think it maybe the, uh, hit too close to home at, at, at the time when it came out. Well, mm-hmm. it, it does glorify a little of the drug cartel and stuff like that. Oh, of course. I mean, that whole blue scene. Yeah, but what movies came out before that that wasn't doing it already? Well, again, you know, I think that the one that has held up over the test of time that this sort of, you know, slightly in the uh, shadow of would be Scarface. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Scarface obviously shows, you know, which we've ironically we've never reviewed or talked about Scarface on the goddamn podcast. Um <laughs> It's one of those movies that could certainly possibly be a certified yeah, slayer. You know the difference is though that Scarface is more about the rise of you know the power and the power yes, the corruption yes. of power. Yes, yeah. This I was one doesn't say, have it, that. It the, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like... he goes in King Dingling and he continues to be King Dingling when he gets out. Exactly. 
Yeah, he's not rising. He's just already there. He's just cleaning shit up. He's just he's holding like, holding down the fort. Well, mm-hmm. and when he's gone, some people try to step up in his place, and then he immediately caps them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't, he's got his whipping boy, Lawrence Fishburne, who leaves no witnesses. Still have him here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was King of New York. Yeah. So I give it a high buy for a dollar two. After I, at first I was gonna give it a waste, but then it all came ba- it all came together at the end. Um, and I'm definitely gonna have to give it a rewatch. On uh, I'm gonna need a better copy. I need a good copy of it. I'd yeah. buy that for a dollar. All right. So I chose the extra credit this week. And like we said before, we had just reviewed the first one, part one. It's now time to review part two of Back to the Future, written directed by Robert Zemeckis after vi- after visiting 2015. Yes, that's mm-hmm. correct. You heard me correctly. 2015. Marty McFly must repeat his visit to 1955 to prevent disastrous changes to 1985 without interfering with his first trip. Now, how, how would you guys remember part two? Not at all. I always loved it. It was always my favorite because of the future. Mm-hmm. A future Who aspect doesn't love fucking hoverboards, yo? I know. I know. <laughs> like I, I, That was always a thing, right? After, after seeing it. Or the light, laced-up Nikes? Yeah, or mm. or Biff, or not? It's not Biff. It's Griff, Griff. with the fucking telescoping bat and <laughs> rocket propelled uh, hoverboards. Yeah. Like, oh, forget that. Keep it. I got a pit bull. Like, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, the clock tower. It's the same set, just with yeah. water. And you got Jaws, and he's like. Jaws nineteen. Shark, you got you got the safe. Texaco with the self and selling gas. Remember the first one? You got like six guys going up to the car, checking your, your you know, clean your yeah. car, checking your oil, filling up gas. And this one has a self automatic one. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the old eighties retro cafe, which is a thing now. I'm sure somewhere now. Michael so Jackson's your waiter. To Max Max Headroom. Yeah, right. you see little Elijah Wood trying to play the video game. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's 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 really cool where they even talk about paradoxes and how many things can you go to the one future, the other to the other. Well, like, and, I, and that was another thing. As I got older and I saw that, I loved the movie even more. Is it started? It it was probably one of the first films, if not the first film, at least a wide release that addressed the issue of going back in time, changing things will fuck up the future. And and so when he goes back to the regular night, the screwed up 1985, and Biff is a fucking you know kingpin, yeah, you're like, what? This is fucking crazy. And in that, I'm sure Tony, you geeked out like me. And that scene where Doc draws on the chalkboard the timeline, <laughs> dude, I am the biggest geek on the planet watching that scene. I am just like in English, Doc. You're like, thank you. This is. <laughs> He this draws is, it out. And you know what's funny? I kept watching it, and Mazzy, Mazzy and Anna watched it with us. Oh, cool. So all four of us sat down and watched it. And Mazzy loved it. She watched it. She had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, we had to convince, <laughs> excuse me, we had to convince Anna to watch it with us, right? Mm. And so whenever that's the case, when Anna's like, no, I'd rather just watch like YouTube videos, you know, I don't want to watch the movie. Huh. We say, I tell you what. Watch 20 minutes of it, and then if it's boring, then you can go ahead and leave. Mm-hmm. So she watched all the way up until that, until the point where the future get the, the you know, the gets 1985 dark. gets fucked up. And all of a sudden, 
She just politely gets up and walks the fuck out. <laughs> and I looked at Chris and I was like, Does that, that hurt a little bit? Does that sting? That sting does, a little bit? It does because it's like, but it, and at the same time, it, I don't mind it because I had pointed out last week, first one can be com- com- complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to go back in the time. He's got, he, he's disappearing. You know, his fucking parents, you know, his mom's in love with him. You know, what the fuck? Um, this one's even worse. This one gets even more convoluted. So unless you know what the fuck is going on and can somehow grasp the idea of time travel, and it would be very easy to go over your head. And, uh, you I know. I love uh, that, yeah, he was going, he was back, and then he saw his other self with his other self. When he's playing yeah. good, he's on top of the rafters. You're like, well, we, and it's, it was cool just because it was still fresh in our minds because we just saw the first yeah. one. Exactly, exactly. Probably helped too. Because I mean, think about it, how much, how long you had to wait until this one came on the theater. So the, yeah, it, the, yeah uh, four years, five years, nineteen eighty, yeah, four to five years. Um, and and like I had said last week, you know, uh, Zemeckis had never planned on doing a sequel, um, but this the first one was so successful. Um, the interesting thing that which I, I don't I've, I don't think I've ever seen a movie. Where obviously the ending, like many films now, is leaves it basically says to be continued. You know, we have the Harry Potter to be, ones to be concluded. Yes, that good, good call. <laughs> but it actually shows a trailer to the next film, which was amazing. Right. So that is filmed it. Fucking nuts! The film I've never was, seen that before. Yeah, it was shot congruently. They were so, back to back. Yeah, yeah, they shot him back to back, which is interesting because. Well, do you catch some references in it too from the next one? What do you mean? Where like they talk about when like when they're talking about the history of Biff, yep. they, oh, say, yeah. Mad, yeah. they yeah. say Mad Dog yeah. Griff, and you're like, yeah, oh, you know, he's in the third one, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and they say, I, you know, I regret I'll never be able to see the old West. Right. Um. So yeah, they make reference, and it's because the, sc- the screenplay was written, and you know, yeah. they had already shot the the principal photography. Um, that obviously the third one, as we reviewed not long ago, is the least like the first two. You know, it 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 stands up as a totally different film. It's a western, plain and simple. Um, you know, you get very little. There's no time traveling uh, essentially, except for the very end and the very beginning. Um, but it's basically you know, it's got the drama between Doc and and the teacher and and um. But it's the least, you know, sort of time traveling back to the future. Um, but yeah, the fact that they show a motherfucking trailer to it before <laughs> the credits roll is insane. That is, I, like I, like you said, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't know if it's ever been done since. And uh, props to the filmmakers for fucking pulling that shit out of their hat because uh, it was quite unique. So. And, uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, it's, uh, I think it holds up just as well as the first one. Um, it's, it's got. You see Jennifer was replaced by Elizabeth Shue? Yeah, and I don't mm-hmm. even notice it. Doesn't even bother yeah. me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. I, I love Leah Thompson's fake tits in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Biff. I love Thomas. Like Marty Seth Jr. Wilson. and Marlene. I lo- and, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, watching that movie. Back to the Future 2. Um, when he plays his son, it yeah. looks like a stunt double. They did, they must have did some prosthetics. 
Because <laughs> it doesn't quite look like Michael J. Fox. It right. looks like his brother. You know what I mean? He had some teeth, a different teeth. Or yeah, something. something like that. He genuinely doesn't look like him. So I thought that was really funny. And you know, then... Thomas F. Wilson gets a lot of t- screen time. Who? As Biff. Tom, oh, yeah, Biff. yeah. He's in it a lot. And he steals he the Grandpa. show. Great. Yeah, he yeah. plays Griff and Grandpa and, and then obviously the normal one, too. So, uh, you know, uh, Flying DeLorean, I haven't seen that in 30 years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it when he's interacting. One of the things that I think this one does that adds another element that's really fun to watch from a special effects standpoint is you see the same actor on the screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we see that now. We're like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. But we yeah. see it in movies like Multiplicity, I think was an early film that we had a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this one, you know. And I think at one point, Michael J. Fox is uh, is playing, because he plays Marlene McFly too. He plays, yeah, what is his it? daughter plays a young yeah. kid, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I <laughs> so I think he all he's on screen three times at once, I think, in mm-hmm. that scene. In the original and, Mr. Uh, Clump. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And uh, it's just like the talent, the special effects is really good. I know, um, no Crispin Glover though. It was weird. I wonder why yeah, there. Yeah, I think I read something that said um, he he wasn't going to be returned because he wanted too much money, mm. and uh, so said, they figured right. out they figured out a way to just kill him, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kill him off. And it's a fucking time travel movie. That's not difficult to do. So, mm. um, well, him as that actually, you have he's somebody in else it. George McFly is in it. He's just played by Jeffrey Wiseman. Remember, he's hanging upside down. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But so, in the scenes they show from the past one, it's always the back of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's actually, you know, on a scene mm-hmm. from, they did a really well job. I love when the fucking, um, what was, uh, Strickland, when he has the bulletproof vest, the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I shoot at those kids on the drive by. Like, this yeah, shit's yeah, crazy, yeah. Good, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I hadn't remembered a lot. I always remember the future part. I think as a kid, I always stopped it after that. <laughs> Oh yeah, because you're like, over. what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but watching it now, oh man, it, and you could easily get lost and it could get over convoluted, and you can just be um completely going, what the hell is going on? But I just like how they explained it, and they don't go way too far fetched. Um, and he had already seen the first one, so you remember what happened then, and you don't want it to fake. Like, there's a scene where like, oh Marty, but if um those guys see you, you can't you can't escape. So now he's trying to. Remember when he drops the sandbags on the guys? Yep, if you don't let them go, you you can't go back in time. So you're like, what? Yeah, it's, it's like two times. It's just it's yeah. crazy, and I love that about it. Yes. So it made me, it made me really appreciate it more. I'm like, man, this is this is a really special, just trilogy and um, it doesn't unique films. Dumb it down for the audience. You know, if this movie came out now, they would have made it a lot more simpler. Would have been easy for every fucking kid to go out there and watch it. Oh, they're spoofing it to you, absolutely. Don't. You know what I mean? It's it's got a lot going on, and and you know, Mazzy would have been bored to death if she hadn't have seen the first one. And she's so obsessed with sequels. I was like, I got Back to the Future too, and she's like, oh, You you got Back to the Future too? And I was like, Yeah, you don't want to watch it this weekend? She's like, Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. So yeah. if she just if I just put this on on any weekend and said, Yeah, let's watch this movie, she'd be bored to death with it. You know what I mean? Uh, it would have been. It would have gone over her head, you know. Like you pointed out, as a kid, I think most of us just sort of focus on the future point. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's literally like ten minutes of the film, 
you know, it's 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 yeah. a two hour film, and and that's and it's twenty fifteen now. Yeah, it's fifteen twenty minutes of a two hour long film that takes place right. in the future. Can it's we let well. Tony talk now? Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> and uh... so for next week's homework, we got. Uh... <laughs> um, you know, um, I, I keep on. I, I can't get past that scene, so I'm gonna have to address it. Because um, oh, Harley was like, "Oh, I'm sure Tony, you geeking out of that." Yeah, but I was geeking out in a different way. Mm. At the scene on the chalkboard when he draws a line, I'm like, "There should be like 15 fucking lines on that line." That's like yeah. so basic. It's it's yeah. like that. That's that's a really minor, very dumbed down version of the line. Well, he like, does it sure. down for him. Yeah, it, I, sure. so that's how I was geeking out. I was like, "Oh, they missed so much on that thing." You know, there should be a line here and a line over there, and then a circle there, loop back here, and an arrow. You know, I was, so. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did geek out. You did get that right. <laughs> um, but this movie's fun. Uh, you know what I really, I really like that, um, it's, it, like sequels, they always try to rehash, you know, the, 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 the first one, and it always sucks. And like this one, mm-hmm. it has to rehash it because it's part of the plot, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it, it keeps it fun and it keeps it fresh. It's in the future. So that whole, it's almost just like an homage to itself when it's, you know, like, like you said, showing the, um, the, the automated gas station, um, the, the whole, uh, the hoverboard being a parallel to the original one. Yeah. Uh, all of that stuff is, is fun. Like, even so though the it's. Guy, he's like, hey, remember the clock tower got shot, hit by lightning 30 years ago and did it right. right. And then the, the, the mayor's, like, grandson. Yeah. Uh, up on the big, uh, up on yeah, the, yeah. You know, the VR. Um, like, little things like that. It's fun. It does it in a fun way, not in a, and it's a cop out and you're just doing, you know, doing it because it was in the first one. Well, and it's before remakes took that and went batshit crazy with it. Right. And they don't even, they don't even make an original film. They just, you know, sure. totally rip off the original. And that's my this point. Obvious, yeah. is that even after having seen so many remakes where, you know, you know, we're, we're over it. Um, that's kind of what I was afraid of in this one. Um, but it did it well. It, 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 obviously, it's not trying to remake itself, but the fact that it's using like the same scenes from the first one, I, I thought I was gonna get you know a little annoyed by like uh, it's just pulling that whole you know just cop out, just grab scenes, you know just just rehash shit. But no, it did it well. It did it really in a, in a fun way. And then when he goes back in time, so now there's there's three storylines in the back, in, yeah. in, in the back or in the past. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, this is fucking great. When they're, <laughs> they're, they're showing scenes from the first one at a different mm-hmm. angle. I was right. like, this is fucking brilliant. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so cool. You know, like, uh, he's crawling up over the stage, you know, so you could see himself playing down underneath. So um, cool. The, the, yeah, the whole Biff, you know, assaulting, uh, you know, the, his mom in the car, but it's from a different, it's from the, the. And now he's got the magazine in him. So he's right, he's got the magazine, but it's, 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 they did that um that double focus split screen mm-hmm. where like he's in fo- his face is in focus and the car is in focus in the background right um to show that scene from a different angle it's just cool mm-hmm. there's lots of little yeah. things that were cool um so uh so yeah that was fun and then I, and the um and then they throw that whole new twist of everything's fucked up in his hometown yeah. Uh, when he, when well, he went back home, home in his fucking well, wrong house. Not hometown. Yeah. Home, Get out of here. I'll get you, motherfucker. Yes. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That guy's on. Oh, the I made a mistake. Damn right, you made a mistake. I made a mistake. You goddamn right, you made a mistake. Yeah, the little wheel sluggers hitting everything in the house. Like you're making more damage than you made it worse, dude. Destroys the house. I saw that cool thriller Michael Jackson poster. I was like, man. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, but he was fucking smashing everything. He runs outside it. When he ran outside, the first thing crew goes, ha he's in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it's a funny. lot of fun. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, it, I like the little setup for, um, cause I, at the end of it, I'm like, how the fuck are they going to fix this? Um, and, uh, yeah, cause they leave it on a cliffhanger. I yeah. think, Tony, I think now it makes sense why they show you that next clip. Cause I'm thinking, I was telling you, man, can you imagine when it said to be, continued or whatever if it's said to be concluded or whatever well, in the theater that, that, and you had yeah. to wait you're like oh man how long did you have to wait yeah and you leave marty there you're like oh that sucks uh, well you, know? you only had to wait the next year oh it was only a year yeah but still can you imagine oh, like after it leaves yeah. like that you're like oh man mm-hmm. i remember when like the dog's like oh yes finally i got i you're like yes like the cool part from the first one when he got away you're like sweet you see marty come back around he looks at him no wait i just no. sent you back yeah. to, what the hell <laughs> yeah and I looked at him right when he puts his face on the screen. I'm like, I go, great, Scott. And then sure enough, he says it. I was like, yes. <laughs> it <laughs> really, cool, I think. Fun series. Yeah, I think that that was sort of the one thing that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth was the fact that it is a cliffhanger like no other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now we, it, we don't mind it. We're used to it because we've seen it done so many times. Um, no, I think I now. Think we're okay with it because we have access to the third one right away. Well, yeah, exactly. I'd be pissed if I had to wait a year. <laughs> yeah, see? I, I, I would be pissed in the same way that I get pissed when the, the ending's bad. You know? They don't they, they, they don't wrap up. They don't have right. tight loose ends. I'm like, no, this is fucking the biggest loose end of ever. You know? Yeah, no, I'd be pissed. Yeah. The third one came out six months after the second one did. Okay, that's okay. Oh, okay. Also, people wouldn't have to wait that long. The second one came out November 22nd, and the third one came out May 25th, 1990. That very six months later. That is a trip. Yeah, so they must have filmed them back to back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How cool is that? Like, they knew they were going to do that. Oh, yeah, really? I mean, yeah, they must really have. Smart. Yeah, they must have known. And that the third the one first one must so... have made so much, they just got greenlit, huh? Yeah, the third one must have. It, this, the interesting thing is that the third one is so different. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been financially benefit to shoot them back to back because it's not like they have any of the same same like sets. At least in the first well, and the second well, one, had all they the have actors, to reshoot the at, the, at the school and stuff. Yeah, but you had all the actors. I think it's the actors and their ages. Fox was so popular. Sure, you know, sure. Yeah, they used them up real quick. Even the second one has a 7.8. The first one has an 8.5. Damn. Third one has production. a 7.4. So this is Back to the Future 2 on Wikipedia production. It took two years to finish the set building and the writing on the script before shooting could finally begin. During the shooting, the creation of the appearance of the aged characters was a well-guarded secret involving the state-of-the-art makeup techniques. Michael J. Fox described the process as very time-consuming. It took over four hours, although it could be worse. Principal photography began February 1989 for a three-week period nearing the conclusion of part two. The screw split, and while most remained shooting part three, while most remained shooting part three, a few, including writer-producer Gale, focused on finishing its predecessor. Zemeckis himself slept only a few hours per day, supervising both films, having to fly between Burbank, where part two was being finished, and other locations in California for part three. Cool. Wow. 
That's yeah, awesome. that is neat. Um, one other thing I was gonna say is that uh, at one point Lainey was like, "This is stupid." <laughs> I'm like, "It's a different timeline. Anything can happen." And she's like, "Okay." It <laughs> 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 just it just cracked me up because uh, I think it was a scene where the guy came out the the principal he was wearing yeah. his vest and shooting at people. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, this is stupid." I'm like, "Hey, they altered the timeline. Now anything's possible." Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. It said renowned, renowned scientist Carl Sagan considered this the greatest time travel movie ever made. Yes. He praised the accuracy in handling the multiple timelines as what would really happen if time travel were possible. And Back to the Future, the game Carl Sagan is the alias used by Doc Brown when visiting Hill Valley in 1931. Cool. Uh, and another cool thing I read was uh, at school dance, Biff is shown spiking the punch with alcohol. And right. Back to the Future one. Uh, George is shown drinking the punch before confronting Biff in the parking lot. It may be that George's uncharacteristic oh. courage in the original scene is attributable to the drinking Biff spike punch. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Crispin Glover sued him, I guess, for uh, his likeness. Crispin Glover sued the filmmakers as he had not granted permission to use his likeness in part two. Chris, Crispin's suit named John Doe won... Uh, one in 100 as defendants, where he did not have to name all of the individuals he was suing. Crispin ended up dropping the lawsuit after the case was settled out of court for 765000 by Universal's insurance company. Well, and Crispin Glover is uh, known to be a little uh, kooky um, hmm. in the last 20 years. Robert <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Zemeckis considers this one of his greatest and strangest films. <laughs> So what do we give it? Oh, it's a slider. Yes. I think it's certified. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but... Um, uh, come on. It was... Uh, I don't know, man. It doesn't have the... It's a slider. <laughs> <laughs> that was that a fucking, was fucking, movie. fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. The shooting of Back to the Future sequels, which were shot back-to-back through 1989, reunited much of the crew of the original. The films were shot over the course of 11 months, save for a three-week hiatus between filming of parts one and two, one, two and three. The most grueling part was editing part two while filming part three, and Zemeckis bore the brunt of the process over a three-week period. While Zemeckis was shooting most of the train sequence in Sonora Gale, was in Los Angeles supervising the final dub of part two. Zemeckis would Dang, rap, that sucks. Yeah, rap Zemeckis would rap photography and board a private plane to Burbank where Gale and engineers would greet him in the dubbing stage with dinner. He would oversee the reels complete that day and make changes where needed. Afterwards he would retire to Sheridan Universal Hotel for the night and following morning Zemeckis would drive to Burbank Airport, board a flight back to the set in Northern California and continue to shoot the film. Mm. Kudos and I would argue, I, I would say you got a certified slater for all your hard work, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say the third one kind of shows that. I would say critically, it's the least. Maybe he was dead of, tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. So great, Scott. But yeah, and it's it's the lowest rated uh, on IMDb. Yeah, but not by future. No, it's it's got a seven point four. First one's got an eight point five. Uh, second one's got a an eight point. Hey, it almost certified Slater trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good that's time. a hard task. That's a hard task. Yeah, that's really good. And it makes me wish that we I hadn't picked the third one. Before. Yeah, asshole. Good to go. Yeah. All your fault. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had already picked the third one. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, it was when I was what? on hiatus. Oh, was oh. it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, go watch that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go watch it. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was planning to watch it. I figured, oh, it's gonna get assigned. Oh, how funny! Mm. So, yeah, no, I'll definitely watch it on my own. Yeah, yeah we watch it gotta on watch it. <laughs> well, now come to think of it, that was like a year ago, was it not? Your hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody out there that doesn't know, Tony took how much time off? About six months. Was mm-hmm. it six months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tony Tony went to rehab. He had a major COVID problem. <laughs> um, we had a uh, – go back to episode 124. We had a uh, – uh, what is it when you intervene? intervene? An intervention. We inter- We had an intervention. Mm-hmm. Although, if you remember yeah, that time he's slurring his words and couldn't make sense and yelling at everybody? Yeah, that's yeah. when it got really bad. That's when we had to t- have him take a break. Yeah. yeah. Went to rehab. We're so. happy to have him back now. So Yeah, so it's my bye week this week. So what do you guys got for us this week? I think I have the homework. All right. And uh, might you guys may want me to give you a, um, a choice. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say the first one. Okay. If you guys have uh, any, um, you don't want it, you have any protests about it, then I'll, I'll give you some other ones. Um, horns. Daniel Radcliffe's. Horns. horns. The fuck is mm. horns? 2013. Drama, fantasy, horror. In the aftermath of his girlfriend's mysterious death, a young man awakens to find strange horns spreading <laughs> from his temples. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It's a drama fantasy horror. Harry Potter. That's right. Yeah, I know. Max Mingala. Uh, and what would be the other one? <laughs> All right, so I got two other ones. Um, this right. one has uh, Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz. Oh. Uh, the Zero Theorem. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, it's a Terry Gilliam film. I want to see this. My vote is for this one. My vote is Horns. Although, I think, what's his name's in this? Matt Damon. Oh, good point. (laughs) Easy answer. A computer hacker whose goal is to discover the reason for human existence continually (laughs) finds his work interrupted thanks to the management. Namely, they send a teenager in lusty love interest to distract him. It's well, not that long. Point. It's it's less than two hours long. That's uh, I got zero theorem. Oh, sure. man. Well, my tiebreaker is going to horn, so. Horn yeah! Horning it up. Horning it up. Suck it, Harley. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, who has uh, homework next week? Not me, but who has homework the week after? Yeah. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Watch on your own time. <laughs> uh, well, what do you got for extra credit? Uh, so I got a rated R film from 2003, a faded movie star and a neglected young woman form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in Tokyo. Lost in translation. Yeah. I only saw this once. I really liked it. Um, but I saw it at least five, six years ago 
and uh, I never got a chance to revisit it, so I am going to revisit this motherfucker. All right. Sofia Coppola directed it. That's right. 7.8 IMDb. So, and this was, uh, I mean, this is now 12 years old for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So was she legal? 1984, 94. <laughs> yes, she was legal. Do I need to feel guilty while watching this movie? I need to get exactly. The, she got was my hand in my years. dick, and I'm gonna feel really weird. <laughs> <laughs> she was 19 years old when the movie came out. That's funny. Okay, proceed. <laughs> well, yeah, she had to because I remember like scenes of her in her underwear in the hotel. Uh, I've seen underage girls in underwear in films. Oh, you have you. I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything offhand, but please don't mention anything. You might put this on the (laughs) pedophile list. Newborn porn. (laughs) (laughs) Lick my plate, you dog dick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got horns and lost in translation. They couldn't be any closer than uh, uh, the spectrum. Let's see. Cool. All right, that should be an interesting. Have you ever seen this movie, Tony? Which one? Lost. Lost yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. Okay, remember liking it? I did remember liking it, oh. but in a weird way. Hmm. No. I, I had. To, I had to look up Serbian film on IMDb since, since we referenced to it. Since everybody re- out there, anybody, anybody that hasn't seen this film, oh we God. reference it <laughs> at least monthly. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a little. It's a little film. Romantic comedy. Listen listen to the plot synopsis. An aging porn star agrees to participate in an art film in order to make a clean break from the business, only to discover, this is where it gets good, that he has been drafted into making a pedophilia and necrophilia-themed snuff film. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Spoiler alert. Oh, whoa. I don't think I've ever heard pedophilia and necrophilia all in the same sentence. <laughs> but but if you're if you're curious, kids, oh shit! <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Well, this is the only podcast that talks about a Serbian film and Back to the Future trilogy all in one 15-minute time period. Right. Well, you did bring up if, if Scarlett was young enough. Well, I got. I had to make sure. <laughs> you a movie of that one-year Serbian oh, film. Shit. You ever hit it when you sneeze and your whole body hurts? Oh. Yeah, you sneeze so hard. Yeah, why didn't you mute yourself anyways, asshole? I tried to. I couldn't reach. <laughs> I was like, I have my hands in the air. I'm like, oh, fuck it, I can't mute. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. That uh, concludes another episode of the Bad Boys Podcast. We just randomly ranted on all things. All and, movies. And necrophilia. <laughs> and then time travel and um, uh, I mean, every, stuff. everything Everything was covered on this episode. Sure. I mean, Bad Boys fun to say we ride together. Harley, Marcus Burnett, we die together. MCP, bad boys for life. I'll fix it later. <laughs> <laughs> you should leave that in. You should leave that. You should leave it, you like, should leave that. it like that. Just leave it like that. Never, never finish it. <laughs>